know there's a little trend right now and it's happening with dogs, which is not <laughs> humans, but you, you can kind of relate uh-huh. where like you take the one month old puppy picture mm. and then the eight weeks old puppy picture and then the 12 and there's just all three of my daughters chose to get puppies at the same time, which <laughs> actually really stinks and I really don't love it at all. Are they all at your house? Um, two of the three of them are. Oh no. But they're doing <laughs> yeah, it. You don't like that. It's, I don't love it. I don't like, and nothing against dogs. Like dogs are no, fantastic. No, they're just a lot of work too. Two, two or three at once? Yeah. One, do not sign me yeah, up. Yeah, one dog is fine. One dog is fine. Mm-hmm. Even then. Yeah, even then. How much work, work do you want to do? Yeah. <laughs> Depends yeah. how cute the dog is. How much do you want to travel? Yeah, how much? I know. Exactly. Yeah. And they're cute and they're fun. But they're a lot. And then they're doing this little, okay, every four weeks, let's take a picture. And seeing the dog's giant growth, like, we need to do that with our human babies uh-huh. <laughs> every month. That's right. so funny. It's so crazy. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let me do our intro real quick. Okay. 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 So welcome to the Film Garage 208 podcast. My name is Sarah, and this is Daniel. Hello. Hello. Today, we have with us Carrie Reagan, who is the owner of Eagle Rock Dance. Yes, thank you. I'm so excited Welcome. to be here Welcome. with you guys. Thank you. Is Eagle Rock Dance here in Idaho Falls, or where is it located? It is, actually. Uh, so we're not too far away. We're over off of 14th North. Um, that's the road that the Edge Climbing Gym is on. I jump. Well, iconic it. spot. Okay. okay. So we're on the same road as they are. And... It, we've been through several moves. We actually just moved into our building in 2019. Okay. But we've been open since 2004 and have gone through lots of challenges, wow. ups and downs, COVID, different locations. Yeah. Yeah. I just. Um, but even just starting in 2004. Yeah. So that's like almost 20 years ago. Yeah. 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 This is actually our 20th competitive season. Well, that's wow. Exciting. And I grew up here. I grew up in Idaho Falls. Yes. <laughs> thank you very, very that's much. That's so cool. Um, and Eagle Rock was like the original historical name of Idaho Falls before they called the Idaho Falls. Oh, and okay. I'm, I'm kind of a history nerd. Okay. Really, I don't know a lot. So Idaho Falls was Eagle Rock. Idaho Falls was Eagle Rock. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so okay. I wanted to kind of establish a feeling that the studio was going to be a continuity, like something yeah. that would continue for the community in general. And I thought, how better to show that than start with the original name of Idaho Falls. Do a lot of people so. catch that? No. <laughs> you have to do what you just did to us and yeah. explain, explain it. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's okay. It's a good conversation starter. Yeah. yeah. No, I like so, a meaning for mm-hmm. it. When so, did it change? What? Off topic. Honestly, I mean, that's you know? probably one of those tidbits I need to know yeah. as I tell my I background and story. I, I don't really know. At some point. Yeah. yeah. At some point. Okay. So cool. you opened in 2004. What made you open... A whole, is this like a big dance school? Do you have a bunch of classes? I guess tell us what exactly we you do. do. So we teach a variety of styles, okay. jazz, lyrical, tap, hip hop, contemporary, musical theater, acro, All of tumbling, it. ballroom, a, a whole bunch of styles. And we teach cool. it wow. to a wide variety of ages, uh, about two years old up to 18, 19. Okay. And then a big variety of skill levels from your very beginning recreational one class a week type kiddo to the kiddo who lives and breathes and is at the studio every single day and has aspirations for mm-hmm. a future about mm-hmm. about dance. So well, we have a little bit of something for absolutely everyone. Yeah. Um, we have two locations. We have a second location in Rigby that we opened five years ago. Oh, wow. Cool. Uh, okay. And that's fun. So between the Rigby and Idol Falls location, we have just under 400 dancers. Holy cow. Yeah. You're busy. Did it always start with that many different class um, options? Um, No, actually. We started down by the river in this beautiful, tiny, one-room studio. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I think the first year we had like 78 kids and okay. that was a big deal. That's like, still a to good me, chunk for, of kids. For yeah, year that seems one, like a ton. Yeah, it was really great. Nice. So we've always, I feel like had a really great solid foundation mm-hmm. and our growth has been slow yet steady, which is exactly how I would want our growth to be. Sure. Um, so what's your background in dance? Like yeah. what got you into How did this? Start? Honestly, yeah. I didn't have this huge background in dance. I started dancing when I was 14. Okay. Uh, a lot of kids um, start dance much younger and yeah. a lot of teachers have had it in their lives since they were really young children, but I didn't start until I was 14. And I started just by becoming a part of my high school dance team. So even to this day, I'm a big proponent of high school dance teams and all the things that they can teach yeah. um, girls and boys if they're interested in For pursuing sure. that as a club option at school. Yeah. But yeah, I just started. In fact, kind of odd story. I won't try to take too long when I tell you my no, story. But no, take tell. all the time. That's what you're here for. <laughs> so, <laughs> take your time. Yeah, well, I had zero background in dance. And literally, I'm like, I'm going to go try out for the high school dance team. I'm just going to smile. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just going to smile. That's going to be my go-to. I'm, had you danced in front of people before? No, never. Yeah. Nothing. Wow. I, I knew nothing. I didn't know terminology. Good for you. I didn't know footwork. I, I knew nothing. Yeah. So I just smiled somehow. <laughs> and I made it through the tryout. Uh-huh. And then right after that, I got hit by a car. Like, Really oh, crazy. Sh- yeah, it was kind of crazy. Um, like how like you were walking out of the gym and... I was walking back in the day, okay, when there mm-hmm. wasn't a lot on 17th Street. Okay. Um, I got hit on Hit Road, so oh, really no. great. That 17th Street <laughs> Hit Road intersection. You should have saw that coming. I should have saw that coming, <laughs> right? But yeah, I was just crossing the road, wasn't paying attention. Like the good old adage where your mom says, look both ways before you cross the yeah. street. I didn't. And so I got hit by a car. And and you were a kid. You were 14. I was 14. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I just made the high school dance team. Um, I was just getting ready to go into high school. And so I broke both my legs, Stop. broke both my hips, split my wow. patella in half, broke my tailbone. Um, like, it was, it was pretty... It was pretty intense. Wow. Literally. And oh my gosh. And I got to the hospital and the doctor's like, uh, her recovery is going to take years. Like an ambulance came? Like, like an ambulance all came, all the things. I don't even remember a large Scary. portion of this. So it's not yeah. Down, but, but yeah. And so the doctor says, hey, we'll be, we're, she's going to be able to walk again at some point, but that's probably going to be about it. And I was a pretty, I had done gymnastics before. Okay. That was a pretty active kid. So yeah. that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And... The one interesting thing, though, that we'd found out when I was hit by the car is that my hips were extremely uneven. And so obviously... After the accident. Before. Oh, okay. So obviously that would have, like, affected Hmm. a career in dance. Well, when I broke my hips, crazy enough, like, they healed in alignment. They helped you by hitting you. But they helped me. Like it was, the, it was the craziest. It was the no. craziest thing. And I was walking six weeks later. I was back to dancing within a three month time span, which is like it's it was three rid- months. It was a ridiculous recovery rate. I didn't even know that was possible to like walk on broken legs. What? After yeah. That. Yeah. I remember like hobbling down the hall when I was home. And I, I think I'd only been home. I don't even know, not very long. Because what was the cast and, technology like then? Was it bulky? Well, there was nothing. There was like. like Honestly, the way my legs were broken, there was nothing I could do. You were in a wheelchair, right? Yeah, I was in a wheelchair. I just had to be stabilized for a while. So there was no casts on me or anything of that sort. It was just like non-movement. Just stay there. Stabilizers. And yeah, and I remember hobbling down the hall and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I should be in trouble right now. Like if my mom sees me, I am in trouble for hobbling down the hall. But it was, I don't know, just... (laughs) I don't know. Maybe how dare you? Oh how dare gosh. I? Yeah. yeah. You hit by a car and then, and then limp. And then walk. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, yeah, I was just, it 
it was kind of a miracle, I guess, is what I like no to kidding. term it. it nope. Yeah. Is, and that kind of, and I just never really left dance after that point in some way, shape or form. It was always a part of my life, whether I was huh. dancing myself or teaching or, um, I did get a degree in, in dance, but that was You're like that superhero small. that gets in a freak accident to get their superpowers. Yeah, I guess you so. Know? For dance. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, for dance, your dance cool. superpowers. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's yeah, a crazy that's, story. Oh man, I bet yeah, that per story. did that person you probably don't remember. Did the person stop and You know, I have no idea. I was knocked out. Yeah. And um I do remember that whoever hit me did not have insurance and my parents did not pursue it whatsoever. They were just like We'll figure this out. We'll get through it. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. yeah, there were no repercussions for I'm sure they felt bad. Oh, I'm like my... you're gonna feel pretty bad. Oh my god. <laughs> so. so after that you started dancing like throughout did, school. Yeah, and just high you said school. You got a degree. Yeah, I, I just danced throughout high school. Um I took a few studio classes, but not many mm -hmm. in high school. And then I actually got married and moved away. I lived in a few places across the United States, but I spent five years in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And I just continued to dance and take classes there. And I started teaching there. Um, I had started teaching before I moved to North Carolina. Okay. So taught here. So that's how you kind of got there. into it was now starting to teach. Yeah, okay. now starting to teach. In fact, okay. honestly, I've... Um, not so I, just going to all the classes and you're like, I'm going to do this. I can do yeah, this. Yeah, I'm going to do this. Okay. I can do this. And I, I love kids mm -hmm. and I actually love teaching. So like I obviously loved dance, but it wasn't necessarily the top thing that I loved. I loved working with children and seeing them make progress. And I loved just teaching in general. Okay. So teaching dance became the way that I could combine yeah. all my loves into one. Yeah. You get to work with kids. You must yeah, have a lot fun. of patience. You know what? <laughs> yeah. I did. And it's leaving me. I don't know what's happening. I don't know if it's like mid forties or something. Uh -huh. It starts to suck the patience out of you. Yeah. But yeah, I have my reserves are low. <laughs> <laughs> You've been teaching classes You're like for my children are grown. So, it's yeah. out of here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What made you actually start your own dance school, though? What so made you to that point to, like, now you're opening your own? I had my first child. Okay. And then I became pregnant with my second child. Mm -hmm. And when I was pregnant with my second child, I was actually going through a divorce, mm -hmm. um, getting my degree, working at the gym, personal training, okay, teaching dance classes, and was a single mom of mm -hmm. my almost five-year-old at the time. And it yeah. was... A lot. And I realized that I had to like hone in on something instead of be spread so thin. And I knew that whatever I honed in on, it needed to be something that would allow for my kids to be there. I couldn't for afford sure. childcare. Like mm -hmm. it was like, I have $7 in my checking account kind yep. of situation. Like it wasn't yeah. really and a so want, it was a need. It was, it, it was a need to yeah. have them there. And so by opening a studio, I could set my own hours. I could take my kids to work with me. I could impact lives in the way that I wanted to impact lives. Yeah. And I knew it was a leap of faith, um, but it, it worked. Yeah. So, yeah. That's awesome. That's great. like the big important thing. So were you working full-time when you made that jump? Between all the things like, I was doing, yes. I wasn't working anywhere specifically, that one place full-time, but between mm -hmm. everything. Yeah. Sure. The amount yeah. of hours, yeah. Yep. So when you did open the business, were you able to just like jump right into that or did you still have to do your other jobs? I just dove in. Yeah. Yeah. 110%. Scary. Yeah. But exciting. It's kind of scary. Because you had 
one I, daughter at the time? I had one daughter at the time and I was pregnant with my second. I had a very supportive um, mom and dad. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. My mom passed away about 15 years ago when I was pregnant with my third daughter, actually. Yeah. But they really helped get me through yeah. that time. That's Were good, so. they business owners ever? Or no, no. No. So my dad was a sixth grade school teacher for about okay. 35 years. Teacher. Teacher. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And my mom was a secretary for the city of Ammon. Okay. So neither super entrepreneurial or... Mm-hmm risky kind yeah. of people. In fact, they wanted me to be, I was very argumentative mm-hmm. and I loved medical related things. So they wanted me to be a doctor or a lawyer. Okay. So I wasn't appealing to what they wanted me to be either. <laughs> and they still just supported me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what you need. The supporters. Did you yeah. always feel like you had that entrepreneurial drive, like to start your own business or did that not start until you were at that moment of like actually opening a studio? Um, the entrepreneurial side probably didn't start until that moment, but I've always been like somewhat of an over-involved driven person. Like I like to be involved in so many things. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like to be spread too thin, which also <laughs> now as I'm older, I'm realizing it's not necessarily a great thing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like throughout high school, um, so I did the dance team. I did student government. I was in Spanish club as part of honor, honor society, commencement queen, like all the, all the Doing things, everything. all the things. So yeah. I think it was mm-hmm. just like something about my personality yeah. mm-hmm. requires just me driven. to go all in on things. And you had parents so. that wanted you to be doctor or a lawyer. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. you didn't really have a choice. Yeah. So I, like, I had to go against that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. So how do you stay creative in your business? Um, right now when I need creativity, I find it spur of the moment. She it's, goes to the forest and dances. Yeah, I do sometimes do some forest bathing. <laughs> Have you heard about that? I, yes, actually. Yes. There's a lot of... Some footloose moments. A little footloose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a little improv. Footloose. Static dance. Uh-huh. But... I, I guess creatively, I get my biggest impulses of creativity when I'm not looking for them. Mm-hmm. Um, like maybe when I'm watching a show and an idea comes along or I'm shopping and a song comes on. Okay. And, and I think, oh, this would be a fantastic song as I'm in the bread aisle at Albertsons mm-hmm. or, you know, just. Yeah. It's never really planned for. Yeah. So, so you said you guys compete. We right? do. Yeah. Yep. So do you have to like choreograph and you've got to like plan and like, you know, I used to do, do a ton of, <laughs> yeah. I used to okay. teach, I will tell you, I used to teach like five or six classes uh-huh. a day. I would have 45 soloists a year. Like oh, I'm wow. not, I'm not even exaggerating. And I'm finally wow. to the point in my business now where my goal now is to develop leaders. Sure. Um, like my team, the people that I consider my go. team mm-hmm. are, they're my staff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas they used to be like my team of dancers yeah. or this team of dancers. Now my team are the people that work for That's me. That's cool. 20 years later. 20 years later. Yeah. yeah. So really cool. those are the leaders I'm trying to develop now and they yeah. do the choreography and it's their vision for costuming and that's cool. So that's really cool to oh. see it go full circle. And now you're like the mentor of like yeah. teaching everybody what yeah. to do. Yeah. Cause I'm just one person, you know, I can't oh, yeah. affect as many lives as I want to affect without creating other leaders. Yeah. So how do these competitions work? Oh, they're nuts. Everything you've seen in red is true. They're crazy. <laughs> like dance moms, dance not moms. that far off. <laughs> yeah. So there's solo performances or group? So we have solo and group. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, yeah. Every style that you can imagine, every size of group that you can imagine from a, a solo to a duet to huh. a trio to a smaller, a large group performance. Are these like local yeah. contests or tournaments? Or do you have they're, to travel? They're everywhere. We do, we do both. So we have teams that stay more local. 
we have teams that travel just a little bit. And mm-hmm. then we have teams that are going to California and Arizona and wow. all the places. So, wow. Yeah. That's really cool. So That's a lot to keep track of. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's honestly really great. So I would say one of the things that makes the team the most successful is diversity. Like mm-hmm. everyone has different strengths to bring to the table. Hmm. If you've got a team that are all just mirror image carbon copies of each other, in my opinion, that's not a very strong team. I see. Although that team might end up doing really well on stage because they look so cohesive, Mm -hmm. um, it's really the diversity in what each individual member of a team has to bring to the team that makes the team strong. Okay. So is it it kind of like a cheer competition where like one team of a group comes out in front of everyone, does their thing? Similar. Yeah. Yep. Very similar to that. Yep. Um, for instance, like if I were to paint you a quick picture of a, a tougher type of competition, we go to stage competitions. Um, there's a panel of judges literally sitting at a table in front of the stage, typically about eye level with where the stage hits. Mm-hmm. And they're just analyzing like absolutely everything, um, everything. And mm-hmm. that's actually one of the hard things about dance um, as I'm getting older that I did not used to feel the pressure, the, like the anxiety, the pressure and the anxiety and what it can cause, especially with all of the other things that youth have to deal with in our world today. Mm-hmm. Like dance can be used for good or for bad. It can be used to highlight all the ways that we nitpick ourselves and it, I can see that way. You know, mean, how we're, mm-hmm. Yeah. Or it's it, pointing out those exactly. flaws that we're not calling flaws a hundred percent that's literally our job Mm -hmm. as a dance teacher Mm -hmm. is to pick the 150 things that you did wrong in class that day yeah and then find a way to constructively help you now motivate you somehow from motivate you yes like here's the 100 things you did wrong today yeah now how are we going to help you overcome those things and yes we load it with positivity and we're constantly like, we're really big on that. The culture at our studio is a positive culture. We have a core value program, which I'd love to talk about Mm -hmm. as well, but really our job is to nitpick all those things. And that can sometimes translate itself to a child who is developing into who they're becoming Mm -hmm. as, you know, training them to see every single teeny tiny thing that they do wrong too. Yeah. And so there's a really careful balance that we have to try Mm -hmm. to find in motivating them and helping them become a better person and helping them become a better dancer Mm -hmm. without tearing them down. Sure. So I could see that, like the wanting them to kind of stick around because I had my like baby experiences in dancing. Like I did some ballet and some tap and some acro when I was younger. Oh, yay. <laughs> and I remember doing a couple performances. Like, I wasn't good. I was like, I was a child. I was like first or second grade or something. Oh, that's great. And so, yeah, even that like confidence at that young age, I remember just being like so embarrassed on stage. Right. So afraid I was going to mess up. And right. I don't think I, I don't think I pursued it much longer. Well, so I was just hard. so scared and nervous. Yeah, and, it is hard. Yeah. And even as at a young or an old age, for that matter, it doesn't matter what I'd age still you be are, scared. going out on stage is hard because you're going to be, yeah. you're going to be judged. Yeah. You know, and that's what you're there for. Yeah. That's what you're there mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's the realizing that's what you're there for. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of pressure. Don't want to Especially when there's like a team of other people all yeah. trying to be good too. And mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And I do think that is one thing, um, that's pretty great about the dance world. If you go to the right places is it is a very supportive community. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, 
it's not abnormal to be on stage and have people that are literally competing against you mm-hmm. in the audience, like cheering for you and that's building good. you up and uplifting you, whether yeah. that's in the audience or on the sides of the stage, like, mm-hmm. because they all recognize, Hey, this is hard and good. we're all working and we're all doing the same thing. And there's yeah. honestly, there's enough kudos to go around for everybody. So absolutely, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, another question is about, Challenges. Have you faced any challenges on your entrepreneurial journey in the last 20 years? Oh my goodness. I don't know if I have enough fingers for (laughs) the challenges. Uh Um, I think primarily for me, the challenge has always been finding a balance between, hey, this is my business. This is literally what feeds my family, especially as a single mom. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I'm dependent on this. It has to be professional. It has to work. It has to produce results because this isn't a side gig for me. This isn't a side hustle. Like this is... This is my bread and butter. Yeah. And so that's always been challenging. Um, a, a secondary challenge has been there is there's a lot of competition. You, I don't know okay. if you know that, but there's a lot of mm-hmm. studios in our area from mm-hmm. like Rexburg to Pocatello. There are a lot of choices and everybody's great. Like everybody yeah. brings something to the table. So there's a lot of competition in a good way, which helps us all be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, COVID was a challenge. It's kind of hard to teach dance when... You can't go to the place to take right. your dance classes. Right. Um, and so I built my own building in 2019. Okay. Oh, cool. I'd been through a few different buildings, renting yeah. from different people. And it, it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this guy actually said to me, he's like, so how much have you spent in rent the past five years? I'm like, oh, gosh, that's a great question. So I added it up oh, no. and I realized. And I started crying. I started crying. <laughs> like I could have been investing in my own building at this yeah. point and saving money mm-hmm. and taking some of that money and putting it into more programs for the kids and making it even better experience for yeah. the dancers. Yeah. So um, opened my own building in, or I bought my own building, built my own building in 2019. Wow. Nice job. And then, you know, March of 2020, right after I had this <laughs> right. big new building that I now have right. to fill, here comes COVID four mm-hmm. months later, three months later. Mm-hmm. And kids can't go to dance. And obviously enrollment's like going to drop. Impossible. It was the worst timing possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... I do have to take a minute here and give just a giant shout out of appreciation to my staff at this time, my admin staff and all the teachers working for me, like my admin staff, I swear they probably didn't sleep for like three days while we figured out how we were going to run Zoom classes at both locations Mm. because I had just opened our second (laughs) location as well. Mm -hmm. We're going to run Zoom classes for 350 kids and, you know, 70 ish classes a week and somehow it's going to work and every teacher is going to know exactly. Yeah. And all the kids are going to get on and it's going to be safe. Yeah. Like random people aren't going to be able to pop onto these dance classes for children. (laughs) There was a ton of logistics and yeah, we made it work. Yeah. Uh, it was a big moment. You made so it work. A, yeah, it was a giant challenge. Nice. So you transitioned yeah. to doing everything on Zoom and resumed classes. And yeah. Cool. Yeah. Good for you guys. Was it super effective? Probably not. <laughs> How long did that last? Only six weeks. Thank oh, goodness nice. that we live oh, okay. in the area that we live in. Um, yeah. If yes. it was much longer than that, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. How yeah. it would have gone. So, so that's how, not too bad. For yeah. Success. How did that process um, go buying a building? I'm just curious because I've, I've heard a lot of people like inquire about spaces like that. And is it like a minimum size you have to be able to, to build, to make it like worth your time or you can just build a building to any size? Um, we, we, I, 
toured a lot of other studios. So I had a vision in mind for what I wanted and what I felt like would work for our needs. Um, and then I had an ex-husband. This is really weird. We get along pretty great. <laughs> mm -hmm. We speak on almost a daily basis okay. who was a contractor. And so he built my building for me. Cool. And since we had been married mm -hmm. at one time, he had mm -hmm. a pretty good vision of what was needed for the studio yeah. and how I could build it efficiently. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, so... We just well, that worked out. It worked out. I will say that I was. How exciting was that? It was really exciting. I was worked for it for quite a few years. Yeah. I was turned down by a number of banks. Mm -hmm. I wasn't approved for like small business loans. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't have the income or the longevity to prove it. Just me by myself. Yeah. And I applied for a loan with the RDA. Okay. Which I want to give them a shout out to Regional Development Alliance. So okay. there. And I did this. How to do this. PowerPoint presentation in front of this group of like 12 to 15 businessmen and women. Hmm. And I had to show them like how I was going to make this successful. Okay. So I had charts and graphs and yeah. statistics and all these things. Shark tank and moment. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty much a shark tank moment. Great. And they totally took a chance on me and it has been great ever since. Wow. So, yeah. So okay. I highly recommend anyone who doesn't know. So it was definitely a big test of just you. They probably were, I mean, I'm sure they were looking at what you showed them the numbers, but I bet they could see it in you, that you in that this. conversation, <laughs> how serious you were. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. really cool though. Yeah, it was pretty great. And that you didn't give up on the first notes. Right? You're like, I'm going to get yeah, a building. Yeah, I'm going to do this. When there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. yeah. That's really yeah. cool. That's and really then how cool. fast after you got the loan did you start working on it? Right away. Yeah. Yeah, right away. It actually got done pretty fast. Okay. So that's yeah. exciting. Yeah, it's exciting. Okay. And now you get to just pay yourself. Yeah, I mean, sort of. You still have to pay someone, but <laughs> yeah. at least you get to keep the building at the that's end of it true. all. That's true. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, yep, Equity. exactly. Equity. Yes. Right. Okay. Um, how do you build your loyal customer base? Because you were saying that there is so many competitors in the area. Oh, yeah. What do you do to get your dancers? Um, so, so, so many things. I think number one, first and foremost that I'd like to talk about is our, we have what we call a core value program. Mm -hmm. And basically what we did is we picked a core value, 12 core values, one for every month of the year. Okay. And we just put a little focus on that during the month. I'll just do as like a super easy example. Mm -hmm. Um, February, our core value is love. Okay. And so when kids come to take a dance class, regardless of how old they are from three years old, all the way up somehow over the course of that month, they're going to be exposed to what does love mean for to you? How do you mm -hmm. show love to your family? Okay. How can you show love to your fellow teammates? Yeah. Um, and there's so many resilience, like service, mm -hmm. passion, dedication. And yeah. so we just incorporate these little teeny tiny mini lessons that the kids don't even realize they're getting because yeah. they're just they're just touched upon, but they're kind of seamlessly integrated into our existing lesson plans. Yeah. And that's been a really big deal. I really like that. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, that's one thing we do. Um, we do staff appreciation week and parent appreciation week. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of fun when I get little loyalty gifts, little treats throughout the week, just to show how much we appreciate them. Yeah. Um, some, some of them get a little something in the mail. Um, so just showing our appreciation yeah. For both our staff and our cl loyal clientele is a big deal for us. For sure. Have you um, noticed a difference in any of the kids' attitudes since you've been doing the core values? You know. Like you see an incident that's about to happen where you're like, hopefully this goes well. And then they like do the core <laughs> value and you're like, yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> I think one of the biggest places I see it right now is 
teenage girls. And I'm sure like you can pick any subset of the youth population and they come with their own set of problems Sorry, and challenges. Can I hit re-record real quick? Oh no, you're yeah. great. Uh-huh. And they come with their own like set of problems and challenges, but especially youth girls, um, I would say like 13 to 17 years old, they're going through a lot. Yeah. 13 to 17 for sure. It's, it's mm-hmm. tough. And so I think just trying to build this community and this culture with them and helping them learn to find answers within themselves and yeah. within their true friendships helps them get through all the crazy hurdles that they have to overcome. Yeah. I really like that. That's a good like human development. And then Mm -hmm. just like kind of directly modeling the action that you're wanting to see. Yeah. And that's, that's really cool. That's really cool. Yep. And I think one thing some of our older dancers are coming to realize is how much they can impact the younger ones. Mm -hmm. We did an exercise recently where I had them all name a dancer at their studio, but Mm -hmm. when they were eight, nine, or 10 that they looked up to. Okay. That's and sweet. They like, and they didn't know what the end result yeah. of my little lesson was going to be. So they would name a name and something that they loved or admired about that person mm-hmm. and how important or special that person was to them or how they looked up to them. And I'm like, okay, well, guess what? That's you. Like the little girls that you're passing in the hall mm-hmm. when you come into class that are eight, nine, and 10 years old, you're yeah. that person to them. Yeah. Uh, it was kind of one of those aha moments. For sure. For them. A definite yeah. aha moment. Like yeah. you see how you're impacting yeah, someone else's impact. life. And like That's the importance really cool. of probably just like savoring those little moments and like cherishing those little moments where they have a little win or yeah. do something positive. Yeah. No, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. I like that. I think that's a good thing to just do in life. I've seen this one. Um, it's an influencer I follow. Mm-hmm. She does little classes like that like weekly with her kids like she'll have a little topic of the week and it'll be about like why people are being mean like it'll just Mm -hmm. be like it's not because of you it's because of this and like just like little life lesson things that I feel like we as humans don't necessarily get like as often yeah right in front of us yeah it's like things you need to hear just little reminders even you do and it puts perspective yeah I think that's really cool that you're doing that I like that a lot yeah. So you've been around this town for a while. So I assume a lot of your loyal customers have been through word of mouth at this point, mm-hmm. right? Like families, sisters come through who's yep. younger. Yeah. Um, do you still have to like do a conscious effort to do outreach to stand out? It's kind of funny you should bring that up because we, we used to do a ton of that. Mm-hmm. And then for a period of years, I kind of fell away from it because I thought, oh, it's not needed. We're bringing in the students that we need to just through word of mouth. Um, and only in the, about the past year and a half, I've realized, oh, wait, this, I've fallen too far away from this. Like, Interesting. I need to remain a part of the community. I need to be networking. I need to be participating in sure. fairs and community events and all these things, because regardless of whether that brings in the next student or not mm-hmm. is immaterial. Mm-hmm. What I want to show is that, hey, we're a living, breathing part of this community. We're invested in Idaho Falls and the surrounding areas. And we can't do that by, you know, just being here and having yeah. them come to us. We need to show that that we care. Yeah. And, yeah. and are so, staying with the times. And, and are staying with the times and yeah. supporting the other people that support us. Um, yeah. We have a lot of business owners who bring their kids to us. And I want them to see, hey, I'll, I'll support you right back. Like, what can I do to help your business? and for sure. So goes both ways. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's important. Cool. Um, okay. How about with pricing? How do you price your work? That's one thing that a lot of creatives struggle with. 
Especially with competition. Yeah, yeah. but I guess yeah. that can help though, having competition yeah. for pricing. Well, one of the nice things is where everything's on the internet now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so easy to just, hey, what are other people in our area doing for this type of class for this number of minutes in this style? And what are, what are these people doing? Yeah. And then I also have to look at that and say, okay, now what are we doing that's above and beyond your typical dance class because there is a value associated with that. Mm-hmm. And we'd never want to undervalue ourselves. Like there, no. there's a, we consider ourselves a premium studio. Mm-hmm. And so we charge a premium price yeah. and never at any point am I going to apologize for that because mm-hmm. we have gone through so many things to make it this way. Like oh, yeah. Yeah. every single mm-hmm. one of our instructors are CPR certified and first aid certified. Mm-hmm. Every single one of our instructors have training when actually you don't have to like anybody, mm-hmm. you can be a self-proclaimed dance teacher right. in two minutes from now. And that's fine. Like you don't have to have certifications. Yeah. You don't have to have degrees. Mm-hmm. And we have so many instructors who have certifications who have degrees in dance. That's awesome. Um, We're certified in our acro program. We're certified in our ballet program. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we're continuing our education. It's not like a one and done kind of thing. We go to a conference every single year where our instructors can get kind of up to date on the latest trends, um, the latest safety procedures. Mm -hmm. So, and that's not cheap. No. Not with every instructor too, if you've got a big team. Yeah, we've we've got a big team and we take a lot of people and we encourage a lot of people to mm-hmm. develop themselves mm-hmm. so yeah. that they can continue to be a better teacher. So, Well, then that's good because yeah. I'm sure those kids come in with a much more serious tone to what they're doing at practice. And it's not just something, I mean, that it's cheap. It's Right. Yeah. It's, the teachers are taking it seriously. Teachers are yeah. taking it We're seriously. Serious. Like, yes, we are teaching dance to help kids make social connections. Yes, mm-hmm. we are teaching dance to help kids have a physical outlet, but we're actually teaching dance. Mm-hmm. It's not glorified babysitting or an activity that you just sure. come do. Like we're, we're actually teaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dance. Like if they go through you, go to a bigger city to get a job, they're not going to make a fool of themselves because exactly. they've had the proper practice yes. from you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have you had a lot of people do that? Like go on to... Big bigger roles. Yeah. yeah, we've um we've had dancers on World of Dance. We've had dancers on So You Think You Can Dance. We've oh, had wow. dancers in commercials. We've had dancers on movies. Fun. So yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, it's really fun. Wow. Lots of dancers that pursue it in different ways too. Whether that's choreographically and they're supplementing their income through private lessons or setting pieces for mm-hmm. other teams, other studios, people outside of our state. Hmm. So. Yeah, there's a bunch of other like creative opportunities. Yeah, there's so many creative opportunities. Yeah. Hmm, That's good to know. Dancers that um, become photographers and they're shooting dance photography is like a specialized. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All kinds of ways to take it. Use this in your life for a lot of things. Yeah. Um, Have you had any fun collaborations or cool, incredible um, collaboration opportunities that have helped your career in any way? Well, we actually used to have this really fun event mm-hmm. that I'm really glad you asked me that question because I feel like we need to bring it back. Okay. Um, it was called Evening of Dance. Okay. And all the local studios would come together Ooh. and bring one or two pieces okay. from their repertoires at their studios. Yeah. And we would just have a literal evening of dance. Fun. No competition. Yeah. Where everybody was just there to recognize each other's strengths mm-hmm. and be supportive in our local community. Yeah. Which is hard. 
mm-hmm. which, which can be hard. So that was a really Why fun. Why is that hard? We're very competitive. <laughs> Some people don't want to share yeah. secrets or things they're working on. Yeah, yeah. 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 Which I don't know why, because you could have one team do a dance with the exact same choreography and a different team do a dance, the exact same dance, with mm-hmm. the exact same chore- choreography. And it can look 100% yeah. different just For based sure. on the strengths of each team, the ability level of each team. Yeah. So I'm not 100% sure why we're so competitive. There's plenty for all, especially in our area. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a ton of people moving to Idaho Falls. Mm-hmm. There's not a shortage of kids. So yeah, for it to the be scarcity so. mentality does not need to be there. There's, yeah. So that's yeah. probably my favorite collaborative like activity that. that we no longer do. Yeah. Got to bring that back to, then. Got to bring that back. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully the other um, dance stop? schools will be into it. Do you know? I really don't. Who was running really it? I don't know. Um... I want to say the Arts Council. Oh, okay. At so the it time. was like a community run thing. It was a community thing. run thing. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. What, what kind of dances were they? Contemporary, lyrical, jazz, hip hop, tap, ballroom. Like there was a smattering of, of everything. I think we even had Irish step at the time. <laughs> so I like it. Yeah. Do you guys teach break dancing there? We don't. No. We don't. But I have a guy for you. Like some stomp the yard <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. You teach yes. crunking. We do not crumping. teach that crumping. crumping. Is it crumping? We don't teach but that. With the hate but I know what that <laughs> does. <laughs> it's it's a good thing you don't. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, so how do you use social media? That has become a powerful tool in today's society. Yeah, we actually have a pretty good following on our social media. Yeah, Yeah, and I give again another shout out to my admin team. Um, We don't really hire out our social media. We're not as strategic about it as I know we could or possibly should be. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we're just authentic. Like this is what we're doing today. Here's the activity that the three-year-olds did today. Here's the competition that the beginning seven-year-olds just went to. Here's the team bonding party that our intermediate team did. Here's mm-hmm. our mom's night out dinner. Like, it's just... Just to get to know you. a lot of, like, gathering it, it, and it's, togetherness. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, here's literally what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. Every day is something different <laughs> and fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so much content. Like, it's so easy to find things to post is that one person's us. job at your business or do you guys all share and post? And- it's one person's main job to post, but we all share the content to be posted, whether that's the pictures, the videos, the wording. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You all have it on top of mind to yeah, get some do. videos here and there. Yep. Has okay. it always been that way since social media has kind of started or is that something you've like kind of kicked into gear lately? Uh, I think we've always kind of tried. That, tried. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. It's important. Yeah, I was yeah. I'm I'm curious because you've been, since you said you opened 2004, you've seen ago. so many changes in like yeah, even the way social gonna, media is used. Uh, yeah. Social media and just communication in general. Like when I opened the studio, I remember I would spend a lot of my time like typing notes and then hmm. I would print them out and I would cut them and then I would individually hand them to the child as they walked out of class to give to their mom. Like, here's your note about the performance or costume distribution. Like we would pass out a costume. Here's your note regarding the costume. Here's your note that's the competition schedule. And now Hmm. it's like, oh no, your information is in your email. Your information is in your band group. Your information is in the group text. It's just- Yeah, streamline it a little bit for you. It's been different to kind of watch that. Less work for you on the other end, though. Yeah, in some ways. Type it out and (laughs) cut it out. True. Just a quick email. Yeah. 
that nobody reads. It's okay. <laughs> that's the next problem. <laughs> that's the next problem is we're moving away from email and I'm throwing myself under the bus like right along with it. Like, it's it is. So email so it's is kind just of as probably out. as much of a chance of them seeing that email as that kid getting that piece of paper home that's to the, the parent. That's to see. exactly the point. That's a good what point. We've kind of come around to. <laughs> so it's back to both. All right. Yeah. Paper and email. Exactly. Now. <laughs> right. Yeah. What is the yeah. method? Text? Do you have to directly text now? I think you have to grab the person's face and just like look them in the eye and tell them. Yes. It's the only way. Because that was, we did um, photos for like a lacrosse team once and everybody was like, I don't know anything. I don't know any information. And it was like, we know these emails went out. We know all these parents got this information. But it was literally like zero. Zero got it, the information. (gasps) I think that's the problem is like just as a society, we're so inundated with information right now. Yeah. That it's hard. It's hard to look at every single email and make sure that mm-hmm. every single kid and your 15 different activities that you've got them in, you've got like, them in I don't in blame all the, them. Yeah. Like if you have multiple kids, multiple activities, mm-hmm. right. I'm sure things get lost yes. in the shuffle. Yeah. Even for myself oh. and I'm not in any activities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope, I get you. Do you do like email um, newsletters or anything like that? We don't do the newsletters. And I think it's because we have so much content that, by the time we prepared a monthly newsletter, half of it would be old news or news that we should have already gotten out. Yeah. So, and from the sounds of it, people wouldn't even read it half right. the time anyways. <laughs> that's, so very that's very true. No, but that's yeah. true though. It's like those newsletter information is that's kind a, of almost like the stuff you would just constantly be posting on your feed yeah. all the time. Yep, 100%. So that mm-hmm. does make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that the even the newsletter might be kind of phasing out. And it, mm-hmm. it could be weird to even see like if you saw a regular newsletter but someone wasn't like posting on their socials all the time, that'd be weird. Yeah. Like, this is old school. Yeah, like, that is true. Like it's like That's back, a good point. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, it's kind of dying out a little uh-huh. bit. Yeah. We'll see what this next generation where they kind of evolve to. I know. It'll be interesting. Someone listening is like typing up their newsletter as we speak. Right? <laughs> like, shit. oh, shoot. <laughs> Cancel that one. <laughs> Delete. Okay, so how do you balance your creativity and then all of your business operations? So you're running this place. Yeah. You're running your life. Running this place. Um, and actually, kind of reverting back to one of your other questions, mm-hmm. and then to answer this question right now, we had a challenge a few years ago on, okay, we've got this big brand new building. It's great space. But we only can fill it from three to nine because kids, you know, have to three p.m. Yeah, to nine p.m. And sure. so we opened okay. a fine arts preschool. Oh, okay. It was called Bloom Fine mm-hmm. Arts Preschool. Smart. And it's really a true preschool. It's not a daycare. It's you come for one hundred percent preschool and you leave when the preschool portion of the day is over. Mm-hmm. And it just incorporates um, theater, see. singing, movement, art, STEM and social emotional learning into every aspect of the preschool day in addition to the traditional preschool curriculum. So a little bit of an extended preschool day because it's hard to fit all of those things in and do all of the educationally related things too. Um, and it w- it just blew up. Like our preschool is maxed out. We cannot take one more kid according to the state of Idaho. Um, it's so now the building is full from eight to 2.30 2.30 with nice. preschool. We have a little tiny break and then dance classes start and they go until That's awesome. late evening. Right. So that was, um, I, but that was what, what began as what I thought might be a small thing mm-hmm. actually developed into this whole other, it's a full business. I love it. It's 100% a full separate so, business. And do you manage that yeah. one fully as well? Um, I own it. Mm-hmm. But I've been able to like hire a director, hire a head teacher, hire all the instructors, yeah, all the teachers. So it 
I, minimal time for me, mm-hmm. but it still takes some management. So yeah. we've got our Idol Falls studio, our Rigby studio, the preschool that runs during the day. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a lot. Wow. So managing like all the business aspects and then like life yeah. has been something I really had to focus on the last couple of years. When did, so you said the preschool opened in 2019? Uh, we're on our, uh, 2020? no, 2020, 2020. Okay. Yep. Yep. Three, four years now. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's been busy. Wow. Well, that's a whole other podcast, busy. but I'm sure there were tons of hurdles with that one. There was quite, there were quite a few. Yeah. Wow. No, that's so But you get your satisfaction of teaching in multiple ways now. Yeah. It's fun. Being Even though you're to, not there teaching. Yeah. But. Yeah. Just I, again, it, for me, it's going back to, I just want to help create leaders because then the impact is so much greater and the leaders are going to create leaders from the kids, the lives that they're touching. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And with good like lessons and morale in there. Right. I like that a lot. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool that you were able to do so much with that space and add a preschool too. That's so smart. Yeah. Most people wouldn't have added like a whole entire another business like that with kids (laughs) and, you know, something less involved, but you just just went for it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. That's super cool. So do you have any more plans in the future for this business and where it's going to go? For the preschool? All of it. Your um, life. This evolution. Yeah. Constantly There's growing. There's so many things. My, my bucket list is a mile long. Oh, yeah? So, so what's the next business yeah. then? <laughs> well, yeah. next is this thing is I really am interested in getting into um, investment properties. Okay. okay. So kind of growing. That'd be smart. That's you like, had a little taste yeah. when you were like, I can pay myself and not... Yeah. This you is, know, pay my mortgage and not someone else's. So yeah, yeah. And what I'm really most interested in right now is just short-term rentals. Um, because anything that I want to do, I want it to be basically. I want it to come back to like the family, and mm-hmm. how it's going to positively impact a family. And because sure. the outreach goes from there, right? Mm-hmm. As really, our home is the base, and where we're going to take ourselves in life kind of stems from that. Yeah. So like the studio is an extension of home. Mm-hmm. Preschool is an extension of home. Mm-hmm. Short-term rentals um, and where I'm catering mine right now are to families. Families that want a economical stay that they can bring their kids to and it can feel like home while they create memories yeah. together. So that's that's my next. Yeah. We'll see. Sure. Uh, I love it. That's, I like it. That's really yeah. cool. So yeah. do you have any advice for any aspiring creative or entrepreneur who wants to start their own business? My only advice yeah. would be just do it. Okay. There's never, you're never going to be perfect, especially if you have like a more OCD perfectionistic type A personality. Okay. You're going to want to make sure that all of your T's are crossed and your I's are dotted before you dive in. Don't. Mm-hmm. Like just <laughs> dive in. Make okay. the mistakes. Fall down. Like hills and valleys. That's what life is about. Like live and die in those valleys so that your hills can be hills, you know, so that when you're on top, you're on top for a reason because you've been through the fire and brimstone and you've made all the the errors. That's what I tell anyone. Like, just don't wait. Don't wait to make it perfect. Don't wait to have all the info or everything in place. Like just Mm -hmm. start failing now. Fail as fast as you possibly can. And that's how you can find success. I love that. That's great advice. Thank you. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So, where can people find your dance academy? Is it dance academy, dance school? It was Eagle Rock Dance Academy back dance in the day, academy. and then we dropped Academy <laughs> at one time. But um, so we're on 14th North, 14th North in Idaho Falls, and on mm-hmm. Main Street in Rigby. Rigby. Okay. Yes. What's your socials? Um, at Eagle Rock Dance. 
okay. for Instagram. Mm -hmm. And then how do you say that for Facebook? Like you just say, it's just Eagle Rock Dance. Yeah. Eagle Rock Dance on yeah. Facebook? Yeah. Okay. My mid-40s are showing right now. <laughs> I don't not, know either. Facebook. Term things correctly. If you just Google okay. Eagle Rock Dance, we'll find it yeah. all. Yep, that's we'll it. find you. Yeah. Okay. Well, great. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on our podcast today. It was Thank so nice you. meeting you. You too. It was a blast. Thank you for having me. Okay. All right. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Carrie. Bye. Bye. <laughs>